This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. We interrupt this program to bring you the following message. What if everything you've been told about money was a lie? It's time for the truth. Welcome to Financial Coaching Radio, where cookie-cutter financial advice just doesn't cut it. With your host, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. He's giving it to you straight and pulling back the curtains on the financial advice industry. No hidden agenda and no one-size-fits-all baby steps. Only unbiased, objective help for your entire financial life. Tackling your money questions at 893-1450. And now, here's the host of Financial Coaching Radio. Commission-free, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. What is up? Welcome to the show, giving you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio, and I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner, one of the only independent commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. For all about me, check out jasonqualscfp.com. That's J-A-S-O-N-Q-U-A-L-L-S-C-F-P.com. You don't have to work with financial salespeople. Most of you are. Uh, you don't have to go at it alone. And some of you are. Make sure your advisor's on your side. Make sure they're conflict of interest free. They're independent, fee-only, not fee-based, fee-only. And they have the certified financial planner designation. Again, Jason Qualls, CFP.com. If you want to jump in, be a part of the show with questions, comments, even disagreements. Click email the show at financialcoachingradio.com. Coming at you with some stats today. U.S. Census Bureau says American, again, U.S. Census Bureau's American Community in 2019 survey reports that only 19% of family households would be considered part of a traditional family. So blended families, divorced couples, couples that are cohabitating, same-sex couples, intentionally single parents, whatever that means, usually families with non-marital children stepchildren adopted children and or foster children grandparents raising children children serving as caregivers for their aging parents that is today's modern families but of course there's traditional families out there why are we bringing all this up well the planning needs of a traditional family are much different than those of a modern family now if you have a blended family for instance, if you have children with your ex-spouse, maybe you have to carry life insurance for your to pay for expenses and cost and care for your children from your first marriage. And then you're going to need also insurance planning done for your current marriage and maybe to provide for stepchildren and the new wife. And of course, if there's ch- children that are born with that spouse, the biggest obstacle, it's not really an obstacle, but the biggest planning discussion that I have on this topic is having to do with estate planning and second marriages. Uh, I work with a lot of retirees, so typically they have adult children, whether they're from a previous marriage or a current marriage or just stepchildren. So it's not really how we care for these children of a premature death. It is how do I pass on my assets to provide for my current spouse, but also make sure some of my assets go to my, my biological children and maybe some other assets or none at all, go to my stepchildren. 
and it would only get more and more complex if you had foster children or you had adopted children. And I can imagine, even though it's not as typical, if you have, uh, if you're just living single, never planning to get remarried, maybe you're, this was a discussion I had with a friend not that long ago. Uh, someone, a, a parent moved in with a boyfriend, and it could be a girlfriend situation. Now, they're not going to get remarried. They are adults. They're in retirement, nearing retirement. How do they adjust their assets? How do they adjust their estate planning, their tax planning, and make sure their financial needs are being met? These are all things that you need to be having conversations with with your financial advisor. And I think a lot of these topics get overlooked. It all comes down to it. And there's nothing wrong with, with thinking the world of finance and financial planning just simply revolves around investing. That's typically where everyone's mind goes. They think, oh, you're a financial advisor, you're a financial planner, you know, what stocks are you investing in today? What mutual funds should I buy? But planning, real financial planning, we're talking about real, true financial planning. It's everything your money touches. It's all types of your insurance planning, health insurance planning, maybe HSA planning, uh, life insurance, how much do you need, how, the type, the all that stuff, the carrier, disability insurance, long-term care insurance, car insurance, home insurance, of course, cash, emergency fund, rainy day fund. Those are all part of the risk management. And then we get into, well, okay, what are we trying to achieve? What are we saving money for? Typically would be retirement. How should retirement accounts be invested based on what you're trying to achieve? That's very, very important. And talking about how do we lower taxes while we're working? How do we make sure we're lowering or going to plan to lower taxes or pay as little taxes as possible in retirement? Then how do we spend that money? What's the best way to draw down our retirement assets? When do we start Social Security? How do we pair Social Security with a pension or 401k or IRA or Roth, excuse me, Roth IRA withdrawals? Then there's wills, trusts, powers of attorneys. Those are all parts of real financial planning. Too many people, especially young people, whether it's traditional family or not, have a lot of holes and a lot of gaps in their financial plan. And traditional, you know, the big issue with a young family is what happens if someone can no longer work, what happens if someone dies prematurely, they have overlooked guardians for their children, who's gonna care for their children, how, how, if there are enough assets to provide for a surviving spouse or children, all those things really necessarily have to do with mutual funds and investing. And it gets more and more complicated when you start adding in the modern family issues. You know, non-marital children, stepchildren, adopted children, divorced couples, grandparents raising grandchildren. Uh, someone, uh, one thing that I encounter from time to time is someone that wants to disinherit a child or they want to make sure money gets down to the grandchildren so we're kind of jumping all around all over the place that's kind of intentional kind of brainstorming helping you think through some of the issues that you're facing whether you have a traditional family or you have a modern family um, there's all sorts of scenarios so what can you do what do you need to do well it starts with you taking a real assessment of what you're trying to achieve and realizing that you can't do it alone. Well, you can. You can attempt anything on your own. You really can. You can attempt to handle legal issues on your own, medical issues through the internet. WebMD is not a doctor, people. 
You can attempt to do all of your financial planning through listening to a radio show or reading a book or searching on the internet or watching CNBC. You can attempt to, but it will typically never be as good as you working with an independent fee-only certified financial planner that also focuses his or her practice on comprehensive financial planning. Why are there so few advisors who do comprehensive financial planning? It is because they are not paid to do comprehensive financial planning. If your investment guy or gal, your financial advisor, is fee-based or commission-based, they have no incentive to make sure all of your financial needs are met. They really only focus on what pays them, and that is typically selling some type of insurance, annuity, or investment product. There's nothing wrong with that, but it leaves your financial life filled with holes. So a fee-only advisor who folk, who want, chooses to focus on every aspect of planning, from risk management all the way through estate planning, is going to serve you better. At least they're going to get you thinking and asking the tough questions so you don't overlook some vital parts of your financial life. Again, independent, fee-only, comprehensive certified financial planner. Go to Jason Qualls, CFP com for more if you got a question click email the show you can also send messages in via twitter facebook find all those links at financialcoachingradio.com i'm your host jason qualls certified financial planner this is financial coaching radio we're back right after this make sure you keep it locked in right here on wgns is stressful and so is shopping for a mortgage take my advice and get a second opinion on the mortgage for your new home or your refinance not all banks and mortgage companies are created equal trust me on this call my friend marshall sparkman with franklin synergy bank at 615-439-0885 great team great process and the best rates marshall sparkman with franklin synergy bank at 615-439-0885 Hey, Financial Coaching Radio listeners, if you don't understand exactly how your financial advisor is compensated, you could be in big trouble. My name is Jason Qualls, a commission-free certified financial planner. To learn more about why my process is so unique, go to jasonquallscfp.com or call 878-2134 today. Welcome back to the show. This is Financial Coaching Radio. I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner. In the house now is Marshall Sparkman, the mortgage lending expert of the show. Hey, hey. Welcome back. All right, so what's up with interest rates? They down, they up, better, worse than the last time you were on the show. uh, Man, last time was, what, before Christmas, so the rates are definitely a little bit better than they were. They're at all-time lows. You know, they kind of been yo-yoing a little bit up and down, but still, I mean, interest rates right now are just so ridiculously low. And what is low? Low, what's national average right now? Probably like it's two, two six on a 30. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, and that, it's like it's free money right now. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable to sit here. So, and, supposedly, and I don't know that. if this is accurate. Usually, I haven't seen spreads like this in a long time, but 2% on a 15 year? Uh, I haven't seen that. I don't know that I'm seeing 2% on a 15 year without a buy down. Right. Yeah, that because I usually they keep, I don't know, since rates got super, super low. 
the 30 and the 15 are very, very similar in rate or as far as. Usually I see the 15 and 20. Well, it, and that and that varies. It varies on the day that the 30 year mortgage and a 20 year mortgage are usually the same right now. And then the 15 year mortgage, usually you'll see a drop in about a quarter percent in interest rate. How does one qualify for the interest rates that are advertised or at the averages? Can you do better than average? Obviously, if there's some higher, some lower for looking at the national interest rate average. Yes, and also what you're seeing on the average is people that buy down their interest rate with points. So somebody may be, say the going market rate is 2.75%, for example. Somebody may be spending a point and getting it down to two and a half. You never so, know. so what's the best rate you've seen in the last month? Best rates, Without a it. VA loans, you know, VA loans always have the best rates, probably two and a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> on, a, on a 30. On a 30, yep. You asked an interesting question. I don't know if we ever discussed it off the air. Is what's going to happen long term when inflation gets higher than the, the interest rate on these mortgages? Why are investors actually lending this money? It's Because they're not going to really make anything long term. No, they're not. And I know they're going to get the mortgages are going to get packaged together and sold off as a security. But still, who wants an investment that's only yielding 2% or less? It's better than any CD or money market account today. Well, that's true. But who wants to top their money for 30 years <laughs> and make less than 2 Because think about it. The people that are servicing these loans, by the time all the costs are incurred, the cost to service these loans, they're making, what, 1% if that? Yeah, I'd like to get someone on the show that actually is in this, you know, that packages the mortgage and that kind of understands, you know, where are where is the money to be made? Because... You know, if you're just if you wouldn't give a million dollar loan for for two and a half percent for thirty years, it would be silly. I've got a good friend. Remind me that next time, and I'll bring him on the show. Uh, you have friends. I want just one, <laughs> just one or two that they probably won't admit it. <laughs> uh, another thing I want to talk about: if you're just joining in, we're talking mortgages with Marshall Sparkman. Marshall, what's the best way for listeners to get catch you for mortgage questions? You know, catch me on my uh, office number. Best way to reach me: six one five two seven eight. 2801 got a website these days uh what is my website so <laughs> firstbankonline.com is the bank's website and then you click mortgage and you got to find me so you know you got to click a couple times to find me nowadays i'm kind of hidden shopping around for a mortgage what are you seeing people coming at you with obviously first bank is a more local bank here in in tennessee and there's national banks there's credit unions uh where am I, what am I leaving out here as far as what, you know, what the, options do you have to here's for getting the thing, a mortgage? At the end of the day, the rates are so low right now, and everybody's getting their money from the Federal Reserve anyway. So you'll find most lending institutions have about the same rates. You know, there may, you may be some companies that are a little bit higher, and there may be some companies that are, are running a special, and they may drop down a little bit lower. But you're not going to see – I mean, what are they going to drop an eighth of a percent in rate? So, I mean, it, it's it's not – usually you're not seeing a big difference between companies. What you will find the difference in is the expertise. You know, when you're dealing with somebody like me, you're dealing with somebody that's been doing this for almost 15 years now and that, you know, I'm a member of the community. I've got your best interests at heart. And like I just shared with you, I just paid off my own mortgage. So so the and – and I'm an investor myself. So the advice that I'm giving you is advice that I've done personally and, and I know what it takes and I've helped thousands of clients – get to be where they want to be so i can i can truly help you and, and i speak with uh, wisdom and authority when it comes to that have you been part of the show off and on for what three or four years oh it's been a long time it's been so we've that i think we've had discussions about you know i've had this conversation with other mortgage people and the deal is you know if i can get money at two and a half percent why am i paying off my mortgage early i know that was something that probably weighed on your mind yep 
because I, you've probably said it many, many times. You know, you know, don't pay down your mortgage. You know, invest that money. You know, do something else with it because you're borrowing money at, at such cheap rates. And obviously, from a math perspective, that is true because yep. you're, you're paying down a mortgage that you've borrowed money at two and a half percent. You're basically saying for that overpayment that you're making that you can't invest over thirty years and do better than two and a half percent. Obviously, you could uh, in, in many, yep. many places. Absolutely. So why did you choose to make that decision to, to pay oh, off? Man. And it's a really good question. At the end of the day, I've got to be 100 percent honest. It was to honor my father-in-law. Um, he, you know, had many conversations with him about and he's a real estate investor as well. And, and just decided that, you know what, I'm going to pay off. Uh, we're going to pay off all of our debts. I'm not going to be a slave to a lender. Um, I feel like it gives me credibility in my industry as well to be able to talk to clients and give them advice. Um, and I feel like now when I, as I buy investment properties, you know, I try to stay mortgage free in doing that, but, uh, it, it'll, it, it allows me to say, okay, my home is taken care of. My wife and kids don't ever have to worry about that. That's, that's so it was more of an emotional that. decision than it was a math. I think it's always an emotional decision to pay off your house. I, it's never mathematical. Cause if you want to get mathematical, you need to leverage everything, right? Certainly. You know, that other guy tells you you can borrow, you can invest and get 10 to 12%. Pretty much guarantees what he says every day. Why wouldn't you go borrow as much money as you can at 2% yep. and go get his 10% return and some good growth stock mutual funds? Yep. At the end of the day, I think you're right. I think it is an emotional decision. Just like, you know, we want to be tactical and, you know, we want to be tactical about our finances. But at the end of the day, 99.9% of the time when we make a financial decision, it's it's an emotional decision. And it shouldn't be always. And I think it's case by case, right? If someone comes to me and they're 10 years away from retirement and they have you know, 15 years left on their mortgage, if they really accelerate that to pay that down, really pay it off before retirement, they may not be able to save enough money to retire. Right. So you, you got to accomplish all goals, um, but it doesn't mean that you sacrifice one goal for another in my right. opinion you didn't have to do that because you're still very young and you had this opportunity to make this decision um but if you know if you were sitting around with the amount of money you spent to pay down your mortgage and you were 65 years old and no longer work you may have made a different decision you may have held on to that money. right absolutely yeah so it's a case-by-case basis so what is what do your colleagues think about it so i know that like i said before is that many mortgage people have always made the argument don't overpay don't pay down your mortgage you know, I, I was speaking with a colleague of mine this morning, and uh, he lives in Columbia, lives in this big, massive, beautiful house. And uh, he said last month he paid off his mortgage, too. And, uh, you know, I think the thoughts right now are with, with people that are investing in real estate specifically. It's like the prices are high right now. It's not really a, necessarily a buyer's market. So let's let's make the smart financial decision right now. And then, you know, when and if the market turns again, then we can invest at that point. You're listening to Financial Coaching Radio with Marshall Sparkman. I'm your host, Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner. Check out FinancialCoachingRadio.com. Jump in with questions, comments. Going back to the mortgage and getting a mortgage, you know, get around 25 2.6, 2. 2.7% 2. rate on a 30-year mortgage. But there's more than, than just interest rate when getting a mortgage. Let's talk about the closing costs that are involved. And what do people really need to know and focus on to make sure they're not getting a, a bad deal? bad deal and closing costs so you know most most company mortgage companies nowadays they don't it's not customary to charge origination or charge points and that kind of stuff so i think you'll find most mortgage companies across the board are, are going to have the same closing costs so the only difference in closing costs between lenders 
will be if you get a loan estimate from from a couple different lenders, the very first set of numbers is always the bank's fees. Most banks charge about a thousand dollars in fees, whether if they call it processing fee, underwriting fee, loan application fees, they may call it whatever. But most banks are going to charge about a thousand dollars worth of fees in closing costs. And then the rest of your closing costs, those are all third party fees. Those pay the appraiser, the title company, you have to do a title search. You have to pay the attorneys to close the loan. You have to pay someone to do so the title think This is search. where, I don't mean to cut you off, this is where it gets confused because there's all these, all these costs. Like, man, I don't even know what some of this stuff is. I don't know what I can shop for. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's negotiable. It just looks like, man, there's 15 different items here. Yeah, there are. You know, you you can just expect to pay. And, and like I said, they're all third-party fees that are pretty standard across the industry, and they're not really – you know, could you go up and beat a beat up a title company and say, "Hey, I don't want to pay you five hundred dollars to close my deal. I want to pay you two fifty. You know, most attorneys will tell you where you can take your two hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> you know, it's you know they're kind of standard fees across the board. I would say. So they're basically set. You know, there's some differences. So what does one focus on when they're they're getting estimates and quotes from a couple of different banks and lenders on their mortgage? Well, if it's if it's not cost, if it's not rate, is it just expertise and service i would say expertise and service 100 percent. you know it's it's you know if you you what's going to happen is you're going to get if here's the thing if you're dealing with a mortgage company that services their own loans like uh like we do at first bank we're not really worried about making all of our money on originating your mortgage because we're going to make our money long term through servicing your mortgage you know the back to that one percent i was talking about they're going to make that over the life of your loan so you know banks that service your mortgage we don't really care about making as much as we can off the origination. Now, other mortgage companies that are going to turn around and sell your mortgage, they want to make as much as they can off the origination part because that's they it's one and done. That's all they can do is make their money right then and there when they originate the loan. So, so is that good to know? It is good what to know. Usually you'll see, you'll see a difference in interest rates. So they, the mortgage companies make their money. They don't make their money through fees and closing costs. They make their money through interest rate. Interesting. And did they yep. disclose that to, to someone? That well, purpose? you'll just see a difference in rate. I mean, like I said, most lending institutions that service their own loans, we're all going to be about the same rates. If you go to another company that doesn't service their loans, that are just selling it off to someone else, they're going to have slightly higher rates. But when I say slightly higher, you're talking in probably a quarter percent or a quarter to a half percent in rate difference. That's huge over the life of the loan. Well, though. it could be depending on your loan amount. Absolutely. You know, if, if you're borrowing $100,000, a quarter percent's you know, 10, 20 bucks, it's not a big deal. But if you're, you know, borrowing $500,000, a quarter percent's a big deal. All right, for just joining in, we're talking mortgages, lending, closing costs. If you have a question, click email the show or any of the social media links at financialcoachingradio.com. I'm Jason Qualls, certified financial planner, and we're back right after this. Keep it locked in right here on WG. Did you know that the U.S. tax code has over 70,000 pages? This is precisely why you must have a tax expert on your team. The folks at THNW CPAs have been providing their expertise to individuals and businesses in Middle Tennessee for over 50 years. And now they have an office right here in Murfreesboro. Call Kevin Sizemore today with THNW CPAs at 848-1072. That's 848-1072 or online at THWCPA.com. Do you have a financial plan? I'm not talking about a worthless binder full of pretty charts and graphs. Are you certain you're on track to reach all your financial goals? A comprehensive financial plan is about so much more than just your IRA and mutual funds. 
It involves risk management, tax planning, professional investment management, retirement, and estate planning. Make sure your entire financial life is in order by calling me, Jason Qualls, a commission-free certified financial planner at 878-2134 or go to my website, jasonquallscfp.com. We can do just about anything on the internet today. We can get medical advice, buy investments. We can even get a will for about $15. I know how enticing cheap and easy it can sound, but when you leave loved ones behind, a $15 will bought online may not cut it. As a certified financial planner, I strongly recommend that you use an estate planning attorney. Call estate planning attorney John Baker today at 896-5621 or go to his website, bakercouncil.com, so you don't make a $15 decision that could cost your family thousands of dollars. This is Financial Coaching Radio, the one show giving you the truth about personal finance. No books to sell, certainly not peddling any live event tickets. Financial products, I'll leave that to the other show. I'm Jason Paul, Certified Financial Planner, one of the only independent commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. Jason Qualls, CFP.com for all about me. Still talking mortgages and all the law that comes with that is Marshall Sparkman of First Bank. Yes, sir. And what's that number? Best way to reach you, Marshall? 615-278-2801. No one knows better than uh, mortgage folks how well or how healthy the housing market is. How is it? Housing market. Still killing it like it's been for the last, what, three, four years? Yeah, I mean, you know, I was talking to some, some, some realtors. It's kind of funny. It's some realtors out there are starving and don't have absolutely any business going on. And other realtors, their phone hasn't stopped ringing. It hasn't slowed down over, over the winter which is really weird. Um, you know, if you look at mortgage applications for purchases nationwide, you know, we've we've been pretty healthy. It ha- we haven't seen a winter slump like we normally would. Normally, man, every year around Thanksgiving, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, it just goes dark and I don't get any phone calls, but you know, it seemed I was I was talking to somebody this morning, another one of my coworkers, man, it was like as soon as January 1st, January 2nd, we go back in the office and everybody's like, "Hey, I want to do a deal now. I want to do let's do some business." And I'm like, "Wait a minute, I'm not ready yet. I need some more time off." What impact did the pandemic have on housing or local oh man uh the pandemic didn't really have an uh, impact on housing it had a lot of impact on mortgage lending and especially government loans that's a long story how's all this forbearance stuff going to affect people getting a mortgage refinancing is that going to cause any issues is it too soon to know forbearance has added additional cost onto doing business for for mortgage so basically the government came in and they said hey if you don't want to make your payments uh, you can say it's related to covid or, or loss of job or hours or whatever then you can put your mortgage into forbearance. Well, what happened is the mortgage servicing company, let's say your mortgage is serviced with First Bank, for example, First Bank is still on the hook to pay our investors that we're borrowing that money from. So First Bank is still making your mortgage payment, although you're not, so First Bank's losing a bunch of money. So what do banks do when they lose money? They have to raise the prices in the future going forward. Not only have all banks raised prices, the government came in, and, and raise they, prices on what like rates or costs well what? yes yeah built into the rate so technically you should be getting interest rates at a half a percent to nothing you know because the government's loaning the money basically free to lending institutions so lending institutions have to you know bump the rates up a little bit so they can make money and they can you know pay ever pay the cost of doing business as the 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 
payroll protection program, the PPP loans and other loans that came out of the pandemic, has that affected people's ability to get a mortgage in any way? What's the fallout there? Is it even part of the credit report or is it? How is that? Have you it seen is, that? It is. Uh, it does. Well, the the catch is, is, is there's still talks that they're going to, um, I don't know if the absolve is the correct word, but they're going to get rid of those where you don't have to repay the uh, payment protection plan. Well, yeah, they're forgivable. What I'm saying is it, but if before right. it's forgiven, has it shown up on anybody's deal where you say, hey, the, well, this has kind of made someone a little harder to get a mortgage? No, actually, I had one recently. We were scared to death it was going to show up because he's self-employed and he took that loan and, and his loan was tight anyways to close. His debt to income ratio was super tight and uh, ended up it showed up on his credit. The underwriter said we didn't have to count it. So that was a, that was a blessing because it would be forgivable. Correct. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. So it's on some credit reports. It may not be on others. I guess it just depends on what stage of the loan that you're in or which bank they get it from. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Some <laughs> banks don't report to the credit bureaus. Awesome. Yeah. Find that bank. all right what are the major obstacles the major challenges what are the need to know things what are the top two or three things that our listeners need to know about mortgages at real estate today i would just say if you're going to be buying a house this year especially just be ready you know have your ducks in a row don't go out looking at houses before you're pre-approved have all your documents into the lender make sure you and your realtor have open upfront honest conversations tell your realtor exactly what you want what you're looking for don't beat around the bush Don't go out there hopping realtors just because you see somebody else, you know, find one realtor, stick with them. And if if you've already if you've looked at 10 houses, then, you know, it's it's way too many. You need to be having an upfront, open conversation with your realtor. Make sure your realtor knows what you're working with. If you don't have any money for your closing cost or down payment, your realtor needs to know that because the realtor needs to know if he needs to negotiate closing costs. And I would say as competitive as our market is, if you're buying three hundred thousand dollars or less and you don't have any money to pay your own closing cost and the house just went on the market and there's five other people looking at it you're probably not going to get it so you know you may not want to waste your time and go look at that house i would i would say to keep your emotions in check go look at houses that have been sitting on the market for a little while because they're going to be more willing and apt to negotiate with you if you need your closing costs paid but the houses that just hit the market that are priced right they're going to be super competitive and you're and you know you're just wasting everybody's time and you're getting your own you know you're wasting your own emotions going to look at those houses good stuff marshall sparkman at first bank this is financial coaching radio check it out for our last break we'll be back right after this A recent undercover study found that over 89% of paid tax preparers made mistakes. You heard me right, over 89%. Is your tax person making mistakes? Tax mistakes cost you money and may even lead to an IRS audit. I recommend you get a second opinion on your tax return today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. Tothero Helen Welch has been providing tax services to individuals and businesses for over 50 years. So call them today at 848-1072 or go to thwcpa.com. How much are your investments costing you each year? Most people don't have a clue. Why is this extremely important? Because overpaying by just 1% a year in fees and expenses can reduce your account balance at retirement by 28%. You heard me right. 28% less at retirement. I'm commission-free, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. I don't sell financial products. 
I don't accept commissions or kickbacks from investment companies. Give me a call today for a free unbiased investment review at 878-2134 or visit my website jasonqualscfp.com. Financial Coaching Radio. Marshall Sparkman still in the house. I'm Jason Walls, Certified Financial Planner. Got a couple of minutes left. Big question that a lot of people are worried about is the election or the scam or whatever their opinion is politically. Uh, but nonetheless, Biden will be the new president Yep, at some point. What's he going to do to mortgages? How's he going to impact you know, at first I was I was upset about it, but now the more that I that I'm reading into the people that he's surrounding himself with, obviously a democratic run government's going to be more apt to give uh, programs and housing programs, and every housing program we've ever had has come about from the uh, Democrat being in office. So what I see happening is they're going to make another push and initiative to make housing affordable. And I think we'll see more down payment assistance type programs rolling out where it may be maybe helping people uh, with their down payment or maybe making home ownership affordable because so let's face it, it's good not. in some ways, but probably that has some negative. Well, it's always come back to bite us every single time <laughs> it's right. happened. It's come back to bite us. But oh, wait, that would be the, yep, the absolutely. You know, we really it started with Clinton and um, right. making and Bush made it affordable and Bush act that on when he, George yep. W. Bush made it even more. Uh, I guess uh, a larger program. So I think short term it could be really good for housing. I think it. I think I. I, I bet they're going to promote some kind of home ownership program where down payment assistance, and then they'll probably push some other uh, home uh, affordable home ownership options available, which will have some negative impacts later on down the road. But I think in, uh, immediately it'll probably provide some relief for people. Don't forget you can listen to the show anytime, anywhere at financialcoachingradio.com. Just click on archives. Again, archives at financialcoachingradio.com. I'm out here for today. I appreciate you listening. I'll be back at you tomorrow. Same time, same channel right here on WGNS. Keep it locked in. More local talk.